Hello, my name is Holly, and this is one of my new podcasts um, called River of the Night. This is going to be a sleepy time podcast um, based on Bob's Burgers. So I will be re-watching every episode of Bob's Burgers and I will be narrating it for you. I should advise you to uh, not listen to this while you are driving or if you're operating any heavy machinery. Thank you so much for being here tonight, and I hope this podcast helps. The episode I will be um, narrating tonight is Human Flesh, uh, Season 1, Episode 1, where Bob's Burgers uh, opens for business. So, hopefully right now you are either um, in bed, curling up under the covers, or um, maybe you are still getting ready for bed, um, washing your face, or brushing your teeth. Whatever you may be doing, I hope this gets you into the sleepy time mood. Alrighty, we will begin. Alrighty, so starting with the opening song, we have the grand opening of Bob's Burgers, and then the grand reopening, and the grand re-reopening, and then the grand re-re-re-opening. Bob is standing at the front of Bob's Burgers, looking across the street over at Jimmy Pesto's Pizzeria. Bob starts out by saying that it is a big day today, as it is their grand re 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 uh, he is talking to Linda, Tina, Jean, and Louise. Jean is in a burger costume. Um, it is Labor Day weekend for them. And looks like Wonder Wharf is quite busy. Um, hoping to get some business in from uh, all the people out and about. They, uh, they uh, are talking, Bob and Linda, and Linda says, well, it's a, it's a big day for another reason, too. And Bob uh, interrupts Linda, saying, Linda, I'm in the middle of my pep talk. Um, 
she uh, apologizes, go ahead and do your pep, do your pep talk. Um, Bob continues stating that they need to make sure they're out there selling burgers every year. That weekend will make or break us. Then we hear uh, Gene making some sound effects. Bob asks, uh, who's farting? Uh, Louise answers and says, uh, it's just Gene's sound effect thing. Bob uh, seems a little confused thinking that the sound effects just did a robot voice. Gene um, lets him know that it does a robot voice as well as laser sounds. And uh, of course, the fart noises. Bob uh, sighs and Maybe not frustration, but maybe just tiredness. Um, telling the kids, listen, we, uh, we have to go downstairs. Your mom and I need to go downstairs to get the meat grinded up. Bob then goes ahead and asks the kids, um, you know where you're supposed to be while we're out grinding the meat. Tina is supposed to be on the grill. Um, it appears Tina has a um, an itch going on. Her crotch is itchy and the rest of the family groans. And asks, uh, Tina, are you telling me this as my daughter or as my grill cook? Tina, not quite sure how to respond, um, kind of pauses and Bob lets her know that his grill cook would never tell him that information, um, following that up saying that his daughter also probably shouldn't be telling him that kind of stuff. He advises that Tina tell Linda that kind of stuff. So Tina looks over at Linda, lets her know. My crotch is itchy. Linda has her come over and says, Let me, let me see. They uh, all kind of gather around Tina. Bob says, No, let's, let's not all look. And Jean Louise come in close and say, No, let's, let's all see it. Um, Bob kind of folds them off 
and Tina begins scratching her crotch, saying, uh, I'm just not sure if I'll be, you know, any good on the grill. I only have the, uh, one hand to use because the other one is itching my crotch. Bob says, you know what? I'm just gonna keep things moving here. Let's him know that Louise will be working the counter. He puts her little step stool back behind the counter. Um, He's also warning Louise to not alter the chalkboard. Um, the chalkboard that has the burger of the day. Louise begs to differ, saying, Well, what if I think of something better? Um, tries to flatter Bob, saying, Almost in possible for me to come up with something better and Bob confirms you will not think of something better because new baked things is already perfect he thinks it is hilarious and the kids do not laugh Bob states he's just going to take the chalk so that uh, Louise doesn't go ahead and change things. Of course, Louise already has her own chalk, so that's not a problem for her. Jean is on outside duty. You're going to be outside nicely offering people a sample. Bob lets him know and uh, Jean is excited. I'm on it, he says, but Bob does need to remind him that people coming out of the crematorium should be left alone because they are, of course, in mourning. Jean says, yeah. Um, no, Bob says, don't offer them samples. Jean, of course, warns Bob, well, when I'm in character, I'm kind of in the zone out there. And, uh, how can you keep track of who's in mourning and who is not in mourning? Uh, doesn't seem to be his responsibility. Bob once again sighs. Just lets him know that if someone has an urn, carrying an urn outside of the crematorium, maybe just go ahead and leave them alone. Bob um, lets Jean know that even though he thinks it's the Jean show out there, there is, however, a line between being entertaining and just being annoying. Jean disagrees, 
he says, nope, that is just a myth. Gene begins using his Gene begins using his sound effect machine. You hear some electric noises. You hear some farting once again. Some continuous farting and Bob once again begins to sigh. All right. Listen, you are my children, and I love you, but you are all very terrible at what you do here at Bob's Burgers. Um, he reminds them that if they weren't his kids, he would just fire them if he could. Um, they all put their hands in together to uh, do a chant. Tina puts her hand in as well, and uh, Bob asks her to remove the hand, presumably because she has been itching her crotch with that hand. Bob says, alright, let's sell some burgers. The very weekly state sell some burgers. Not too much enthusiasm. We now see Gene outside of Bob's Burgers. He is holding the plate of mini burgers and we see a couple and an elderly woman looking out of the crematorium. The elderly lady does have an urn and appears to be crying. Bob's burgers, Gene says. Free samples, he says. Come get it. While he uses his sound effect machine, he plays a fart noise right at the elderly woman and the couple. They look displeased and the elderly woman decides to hit the plate out of Jean's hand and all the burgers fall to the ground. Now we are downstairs in the basement and Bob is grinding up some meat, talking to Linda, stating that he does not like leaving the kids alone up there for as long as they have been alone. Um, Linda is grinding the meat, stating Bob, they are fun. Bob thinks something bad is going to happen and Linda disagrees. Linda seems distracted, saying, please, I ask you a question. 
Bob does not recall uh, what that question was and asks her to repeat it for him. Linda says, well, you remember our wedding night? And Bob says, yeah, we were working because we could not afford not to. Bob says, I remember. You know, you are grinding too fast, he says to Linda. Uh, maybe slow down. And Linda continues to grind um, very vigorously, asking him, what was the date? What was the date we got married? Bob says, the date? Of course, Linda says, yes, the date of our wedding. I don't know. Bob does not know. And he then realizes, oh crap, is it today? And uh, Linda stops grinding and says, yes, Bob, yes, it is. He says, I'm sorry, baby, I am sorry. And that he is not good with dates. You know that, he says to Linda. You know I'm not good with dates. There is a little flashback happening now to Linda wearing a party hat, holding a happy birthday balloon. And Bob says, today's your birthday. And Linda exclaims, yes, Bob. And then next it is Bob wearing a birthday hat, some star sunglasses, and a bunch of birthday balloons um, over the hill. Happy 40th birthday, 40, happy birthday. Looks like he's got five balloons there. And Bob says, today's my birthday. Linda, of course, yes, Bob. And then again, the flashback with Linda in a hospital gown over her classic red long sleeve shirt holding a baby. And Bob says, your due date was today. And Linda exclaims, yes, Bob. Bob asks, well, how did it go? And Linda, of course, seems irritated, saying, well, how do you, how do you think it went? Good, went very well and still aggravated. Uh, she lets him know, yeah, it went good. Bob says, well, that's good. He seems a little nervous. He asks 
And um, well, was it a boy or a girl? And the flashback ends with Linda walking away from the meat grinder. And Bob says, well, where are you going? And Linda said that she is done. Bob says, well, I said I'm sorry. But Linda is done. Is done with Bob. Bob says, Linda. Bob says, Linda, come back. I need to finish grinding the hamburger. And we are back outside now with Jean. Jean is crouched down, picking up all of the spilled little burgers and someone walks by stating oh my god well that's that's gross Jean responds with a very polite thank you and begins using the sound effect machine once again to let everyone know there are free samples that he's handing out. Um, the samples no longer look like burger patties. They look like just a pile of um, burger bits. And walking up behind him, someone says, hey, you are not able to hand those samples out. You drop them on the ground. Jean shushes him, saying, Well, what are you? A dropping food on the ground, please? And, of course, the man responds, Yes. Jean seems a little confused. Uh, they have that? And he responds, Yes, I am the health inspector. Jean once again seems confused. The what? And he hands over he hands over his sound effect machine to the mouth of the health inspector as he repeats health inspector and he holds up his health inspector badge stating that he is the burger joints natural enemy As they zoom in on the health inspector badge, we hear a hawk in the background, and then we see the bell ring to the front door of the restaurant as 
the health inspector walks in as the health inspector walks into the restaurant um, we hear, hear Louise say hello welcome to Bob's Burgers and on the chalkboard for burger of the day we can see that the burger of the day has been changed. It is the child molester. Uh, comes with candy for $5.95. She lets him know what the burger of the day is and she laughs to herself when she says it comes with candy. She asks them if they get it. Um, the health inspector says yes, but his uh, right-hand man says no. Louise lets them know that sometimes they use candy to lure their victims. The health inspector says, yes, you get it. And his right-hand man appears to understand it now as well. And they ask Louise, um, is this your parents' restaurant? She says, yes it is. They are down in the basement grinding the meat. They say, mm-hmm, and Louise is sure to let them know that that is not a euphemism. They are actually downstairs grinding the meat. And the health inspector says, show us the kitchen, please. Now we are back downstairs where Linda and Bob are talking by the meat grinder. Linda says to Bob, I'm just saying that it's easy to remember our anniversary because it is September 3rd, 9-3. 9 is divisible by 3. Bob seems confused, saying, what? And says that, no, that's not. Well, a lot of numbers are divisible by three. Linda tells him not to argue with her, and Bob says, "You know what? You're you're right. You're right. Nine is divisible by three. And now I'll remember," he tells her. Linda begins to gasp, saying. Oh my god, 
she asks a little excitedly. Are you messing with me? She asks Bob. And Bob seems confused, saying, no, what are you, no, no, that's, that's not what's going on. And Linda doesn't believe him, saying, you are, you are messing with me. Bob says, Lynn, I forgot, I am sorry. And I said, I'm sorry. And he lets Linda know that he plans on making it up to her. Um, but, but Linda, um, still thinks that something is going on. She says, I can see you smiling. Bob says, I am not smiling, but Linda thinks that he is in fact smiling with his eyes. And she begins to ask Bob, what is it? What are you doing? Um, what are you doing, Bob? Says, seeing that Linda is getting excited. Is it a party upstairs? Bob says, no. Linda, can you please just finish this? Um, wants her to finish grinding the meat. And that he needs to go upstairs. Linda says, oh to get everything ready for the party and once again Bob says no he needs to get everything ready for lunch their restaurant the restaurant that they are trying to save and Linda still seems to believe that there is a prize in store for her. Go ahead. Go and call me up when it's all ready, Linda says. She lets Bob know she will act surprised. And then she gives an example of the surprise reaction. And she says, oh, I almost had a heart attack. Bob lets her know, well, that's not really a surprised reaction. That is a scared reaction. And Linda keeps going, making loud noises. And Bob begins chuckling at her saying, that sounds like you're just being hurt. Linda, of course, keeps going. And Bob says, um, Linda keeps
keeps going and Barb says, yep, that's, that's good. We are now back upstairs with the health inspector and his right hand man and we see Louise handing something to the right hand man while Tina is looking up at the health inspector. Louise says to the man, doesn't it smell like strawberries? The health inspector's right hand man uh, does not believe that it smells like strawberries. He seems disgusted and Louise laughs. Gotcha. It is spoiled milk, dummy. And Tina um, is asking the health inspector, so you are the health inspector. He says yes, and Tina begins to let him know that she thinks she has some kind of rash or something. He lets her know that he is not that kind of health inspector. And, and then he begins to write on his pad of paper, Rashi Grill Cook. And that is right below Disgusting Smell. And we hear in the background a toilet flushing. And we see Jean is approaching, stating that they just have no idea what he has just been through. He asks um, if he has any leftover toilet paper stuck to his buns, of course, his hamburger buns and proceeds with a fart noise. The health inspector is visibly upset, asking where are the grown-ups? And a door opens and Bob comes out. Um, the health inspector says, you must be Bob. And Bob asks, uh, well, who are you? The health inspector, whose name we later find out is Hugo. Hugo says, we are from the health inspector's office. And introduces himself as Hugo, saying this is my partner, Ron. So we have Hugo, the health inspector, and his right-hand man, Ron. Ron says, I don't have a badge yet. I only just started. And, of course, Jean interjects. 
with a heart rose once again. Bob seems a little fed up and requests the heart noise machine from Jean. And Hugo begins to say, Bob, this is my violations notebook and it took five minutes in your kitchen for me to fill this notebook up. And Bob says, well, that sounds bad. Hugo lets him know that it is a record and the kids cheer. Hugo go on to mention that they are also violating child labor laws, public decency violations as well, and Bob seems confused about the public decency violations, and Hugo says the child molester. I thought this was a family restaurant. Bob seems confused and asks what the child molester is. And Louise lets him know it is the burger of the day. Bob says, no, it is not. And Louise says, well, for a limited time only, until you came back upstairs, it was the burger of the day. And... Bob asks if someone actually ordered that burger, and they say, yep. Bob asks, who ordered the child molester? And they point to a man sitting at the bar of the restaurant, stating, well, he looks like a child molester. And Bob tells Louise not to serve them. He wants Jean to be the one to bring it. Hugo begins to ask Bob a question, but Jean says, Why do I have to get arrested? And Bob says, Well, he's not going to molest you. And Jean, of course, wants to know why, and... Bob says, well, because you're heavy. Hugo keeps interrupting, and Bob says to just hold on a minute. As Jean says, heavy kids can get molested. And Louise, also defending him, says, who wouldn't want to molest this face? on to Jean's face. Jean makes a noise and Bob says, it's not that. I mean, Jean, because you're older. And Jean responds, well, Tina is the oldest. Make her do it. Bob states, Tina is not good with the customers, and Hugo c 
continues to try to ask questions while Tina defends herself. I'm good with the customers. Mm, not really, Jean. Jean says, but Tina, putting up her defenses, says, I'm great with the customers. And Louise follows it up, saying she is autistic. She can't help it. Tina backs that up, saying, yeah, I'm autistic. Hugo, once again, Bob. Bob tells him to hold on just a moment to let Tina know she is not autistic. And then Jean walks away to grab some toothpicks and comes back to say how many toothpicks on the ground. Bob does not want them to play this game, stating it just involves him cleaning up bunch of toothpicks. Tina kisses Andre and Jean of course says no. Hugo is still trying to get Bob's attention and says Bob and is confused why Tina suggests a hundred when there are clearly only three toothpicks. And then Jean adds one toothpick and asks his question again. And Tina guesses three. Both Bob and Jean say no. Nope, not three. Louise seems disgusted, saying you're the worst kind of autistic. Can't even count. Um, can't even count is what Jean says. Right before Hugo shouts at Bob, asking if Bob would like to know why they're here. And before Bob can answer, Hugo says, I'll tell you, it is not for a routine inspection. Bob seems a little confused. It's not. And Hugo says, nope, we are investigating a very disturbing rumor. And he goes on to say that there is a rumor that Bob makes his burgers with human remains. And those remains come from the crematorium right next door. 
Bob seems shocked and then advises that he wonders how a Roomba like that would get started. But he seems to already know that Louise might have something to do with it as they zoom in on Louise's face and then a flash pep we see Louise in front of her class at school with show and tell on the chalkboard behind her and she holds a burger in front of the class and lets everyone know that it is in fact made with human remains from the crematorium next door and they all seem a little grossed out by that then we are back at the restaurant with Louise saying well who knows kids say some crazy stuff and Hugo lets Bob know that they are going to test the meat to make sure it does not contain human flesh and if it is anything above the 4% allowed by the FDA that uh, he will be closing Bob's restaurant and also lets Bob know that he will be going to jail and then we hear a door open and of course Linda comes in she seems excited saying oh a party for me we see the kids and Bob next to Hugo and Ron as Linda walks in covering her eyes and seems a little disappointed and then says Hugo as she sees him and Hugo says Linda Linda asks well what are you doing here and Hugo lets her know that he just transferred to their location and he is the health inspector and then Hugo begins to ask well what is Linda what is Linda doing here Linda lets him know that this is her and Bob's restaurant You own it, Linda says. And Hugo seems a little surprised that Linda is married to Bob. And Bob wants to know how they know each other. Hugo says, well, I thought you ran off with Bob, the hotshot restaurateur 
and and of course as well I did and in the background fire starts on the grill and Jean sprays it with the fire extinguisher and Hugo says, oh, you did. Uh, you did marry the hotshot restaurant work? And as Jean puts out the fire, Hugo says, yeah. I don't think so. And he says, I don't believe. And then he's interrupted by more fire extinguisher. I can't, he begins again. And then the fire extinguisher. And he waits for Jean to stop and begins again. I can't, but once again, fire extinguisher. I can't believe you left me for him. And Bob seems to not know that Linda left someone to be with him. Hugo is upset that he didn't even know. And Linda says, well, we were briefly engaged, and everyone seems shocked. Hugo still remembers the day that he heard they were going to be getting married. And then he comes to the realization that today is their anniversary. Linda says, yeah, it is. How did you, how do you remember that? And Hugo, of course, goes by Linda's rule, saying it is 9-3. 9 is divisible by 3. Bob seems a little irritated, saying, well, that doesn't even make sense. A lot of numbers are divisible by three. And uh, Hugo says, well, happy anniversary, as he rolls out a sign that says, this premises is under investigation and the food may contain human flesh. Linda is shook, saying, human flesh, and Bob says, wait, 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 this is one of our biggest weekends, you cannot put that up because no one else will eat here, and Hugo says that it must be prominently displayed and Bob wants them to do their tests because he insists that the meat is just beef but the lab is closed until Monday 
So Eva says, sorry, you'll get your test results then. And let's Bob know he should consider himself health inspected. The sign has a burger bun with a human shape inside and two X's for eyes. And people are outside looking at the sign. Some are scared and some people are a little interested. Saying, well, I'd, I'd try the burger. There's no wait. Now we are back outside the restaurant with the grand re-re-re-opening sign. Gene is still dressed as a burger and he is on Bob's shoulders as they stand outside in front of the sign that says may contain human flesh. Bob says, come in and get a burger. Gene backs him up saying a perfectly normal burger. Best burger in town, Bob says, but Gene is away from the sign and someone begins to scream and they see it may contain human flesh. Linda is inside the restaurant with Louise and Tina and she asks them if Bob's anything about an anniversary present. They both say nope and Linda really wants there to be something on Bob's end so nothing like maybe hiding a necklace in a hamburger or some earrings down the drain maybe. Something romantic like that. Louise is a little confused, saying that's romantic, and Linda assures her, yes, that is romantic. Um, Louise comes up with the idea to check the toilet or maybe check the garbage, and Linda seems to not have thought of that idea. And then we hear Bob say, Jean, get off, you're choking me. As Jean fell off of Bob's shoulders and is now dangling from Bob's neck. And lets Jean know that Jean is in fact choking him. While Bob is trying to get Jean off of his neck. They are no longer hiding the sign outside and a woman begins to scream again seeing that there might be human flesh in their burgers. 
while Bob is running around outside trying to get Gene off of him. We are back inside the restaurant with Linda and Tina begins to ask Linda if Hugo will be putting Dad in jail because Linda decided to dump him. Linda says no. Hugo is going to put your father in jail because Louise decided to tell her class that we serve human flesh. Louise seems pleased with herself, but Linda asks, well, honey, why? Why would you, why would you do something like that? And Louise says, well, I'll tell you why. Anita Vasquez's uncle is a matador in Spain, and she was showing her class his cape, and Louise felt the need to up the ante. She wanted to bring in something uh, a little more impressive, and what do I have to show and show for show and tell? She uh, says, I got nothing, Mom. Picks up a pepper shaker and sets it back down. Louise is getting worked up, saying, there's nothing here. There's nothing. And Linda tries to stop her. Louise continues saying, what? And we pan back out and Tina is scratching at her crotch once again. And Linda requests that Tina stop. More people are gathering around the sign outside. More people are screaming after reading it. And Louise says, Mom, you can get Hugo to take down the sign. But Linda is unsure how she'd even be able to do that. But Louise says, well, he's madly in love with you. Clearly saying that Linda should work it. We still see outside that Jean is around Bob's neck and they are still trying to take care of that situation to cover the sign, but Bob needs Jean to get off first, which is not happening. Tina says, yeah, mom, when Louise suggests working the fact that Hugo is in love with her. So we are now outside of Shoe Completely and Falafel Waffle, and we see that the health inspector van is parked right outside, and we hear Hugo sobbing. And then we see that Hugo is in the bathroom, curled up on the toilet, crying. And Hugo.
girl gets a phone call, so he answers, and it appears to be Linda on the other end. Now, bracket Bob's burgers. We hear Bob saying, it is our big weekend, and the grill should be covered with burgers, right? Only one patty is on the grill, and Linda wants to know, well, who is that burger for? And Bob lets him know that Mort, the next door from the crematorium, ordered a burger. He called it in because he doesn't want to be seen over there at Bob's. So Jean is being sent over to the crematorium with the burger. And Linda says, great. And then begins to say, so Hugo is coming over to talk to me. And Bob says, what? Linda says, don't be mad, but I think I can talk him out of all of this. Linda is not looking at Bob in the eyes, and Bob looks Bob looks a little skeptical of Linda. Bob um, wants to know what Linda means when she says that she will talk him out of it. And Jean wants to know if Hugo is going to be their new dad. Linda shrugs it off, saying, Oh, please. Jean just wanted to clarify. And Bob is still irritated, stating, Maybe I should help you set the mood. Put out some candles, which excites Linda's. Linda is um, excited by the candles, but Bob says, Oh, unbelievable. Now we are over at the we see Jean still in the burger suit, banging on the door, saying Bob's Burgers Delivery Service, and there is a sign on the door saying, none of your loved ones used as food. Jean is banging on the door, saying Bob's Burgers Delivery Service, and Mort comes out, shushing him, saying, quick, and pulls him inside, barely 
getting him in with that burger suit. Now we are back to Bob and Linda. And Bob says, well, why'd you ever get engaged to that guy anyway? Linda was young and her parents seemed to like him because he always did the dishes for them. And Bob says, well, yeah, I bet. Linda chuckles and says, well, he also used to, and then she stops, but Bob prompts her to continue, and she uh, hesitates a bit, says, well, he happened to be an excellent kisser, and uh, Bob seems upset and surprised, saying, what, an excellent kisser? And Linda continues, saying, well, yeah, he was very uh, soft, and uh, and, uh, he didn't have a lot of moisture, like some people. Bob says, like some people. You think I'm a bad kisser? And Linda unconvincingly says no. And Bob, oh yeah? Well, how about this? Kissing Lynn and seems a large amount of saliva is swapped in a very short amount of time and he asked if Linda was sweating but she was not then Bob realizes that is my saliva he asks Lynn and she says well don't be mad and Bob well I'm not not at all clear to see that he is in fact upset, thinking he should go ahead and walk away. Bob turns around and Linda says, Bob, but Bob would hate to get any saliva on you and Mr. Perfect Moisture Mouth. And he is clearly upset, coming back to say, I happen to produce a lot of saliva, Linda. And Hugo is now sat at a booth in the restaurant with Linda. And Linda is tapping her fingers, begins a conversation, so... You are the health inspector, huh? And Hugo bypasses her question, stating that he 
wants to read her a poem. Linda, uh, still continuing with her questions. Kind of happen. But Hugo begins to read his poem. Inspector of Health. Inspector of Pain. I came in search of human remains and I found a piece of human flesh I thought I'd never see again. My heart and Linda says very nice. Mm-hmm. She claps for him and then begins her questions once again. Uh, Hugo, you know, Baba's not a cannibal, right? But Hugo, uh, is not sure of this. He does not know that. Linda says, don't do this. I'm sorry that I hurt you. But Hugo... Hugo stops Linda from her pleading and says, I can save you from all of this. And he then sprays some hand sanitizer on his hands after letting go of Linda's and then proceeds to rub hand sanitizer on her as well. And Jean is still over at Mort's crematorium, looking at a coffin. He is excited. Says, wow, a candy coffin. But uh, Mort sits there eating his burger, saying, well, customized caskets and urns, that's our specialty and introduces Jean. That's Mr. Caffrey of the Caffrey Toffee Company. And Jean listens as Mort explains that it's on the lift because they're coming to pick him up that afternoon. Mort gets up because he needs some more condiments and tells Jean not to touch or press anything but of corn. Of course, Jean needs to press a button and presses the green one right behind him. And the casket begins to rise. And all of a sudden, the casket is above ground, right outside of the funeral home. The name of the crematorium is It's Your Funeral Home and Crematorium. And now the casket has begun rolling down from the crematorium over to the front of Bob's Burgers. We see Linda begin to get up because she thinks the coffin is 
her anniversary present from Bob. She's excited, saying, oh my god, it's my anniversary present. Excited that Bob remembered she wheels in the coffin in front of the booth she was sitting at with Hugo. She laughs and is so excited about this. And then when she opens it up, of course, there is a dead body surrounded by candy inside of the coffin. Hugo realizes it's a dead body and pulls out his phone and says to Linda that she is on a sinking ship as Linda tries to find the gift underneath the dead body. And uh, Hugo warns her she better get off before this ship sinks. Hugo appears to be calling the media. Um, we then see many people outside with signs in protest. Cook cheeseburgers, not MF burgers. Don't taste me, bro. Keep me out of meat. And cannibalism with a cross through it. Um, cheeseburgers, not me burgers, I'm sorry. And now we see the kids, Tina, Jean, and Louise, next to Bob and Linda inside the restaurant looking out their front window, and Bob is clapping his hands sarcastically, telling everyone, good job. Now we have an angry mob. That's just what we wanted outside of our restaurant. And then he goes on to say, well, they're over there in their little van about the inspectors and Bob says there they are inspecting themselves and now we see Hugo is on the news saying well finding a corpse on the premises on its way to the meet and then it cuts off Hugo is the one watching the news saying do you think I should change where I part my hair? Ron messes with his hair a little bit to see if maybe he should change where he parts it. And we see Bob come up to the window of the van, looking very upset, knocking on the window as Hugo begins to roll it down. But he does not open it very far, so he asks Hugo to roll it down even more, saying, I'm not going to assault you. But then he does grab Hugo by the tie, pulls him towards the window, and then lets go, saying, sorry, that just came over me. Hugo rolls the window back up just a bit, and Bob 
of advisors that he came out to ask about the crowd. He wants Hugo to ask the crowd to, you know, maybe, maybe not be there anymore, saying, you know, Hugo, you're the one that created this angry mob. And while Bob is asking Hugo to help, he sees that in the back of the van, there is a whole chemistry lab back there. And he says, well, why can't you do the test here instead of ruining my weekend? Why can't you do the test here instead of ruining my weekend? And Hugo seems insulted. Don't tell me how to do my job. I'll tell you how to grow your corpses. Bob once again reaches inside the window and grabs Hugo by the tie. Obviously upset, Hugo demands he lets go and tells Bob good luck, but he begins the van to drive away, but is not sure how close he is to another vehicle. So he then asks Bob to help him get out of his spot. Um, he says he can't see his bumper, and how close is he? Bob says, oh, you, I've got room. There is a small uh, bright green car in front of the van, and then a blue one behind the van. The van is very close to the green vehicle, and Hugo backs up towards the blue vehicle. And Bob is helping him move his way out of the parallel parking spot in front of Jimmy Pesto's pizzeria. He is instructing him to go forward and backward and cut the wheel. Tells him, cut the wheel. Hugo assures him, I am. I am cutting it, but he is not cutting it hard enough, so Bob says to just get out and he'll be the one to do it. Hugo gets back in the van, says thank you, sucker, and Bob is now left with the mob in front of his restaurant shouting as he walks through them. Then we see Bob in front of the crowd and Linda inside the restaurant, realizing that he is confronting them. Linda says that she's gonna go out there and tells the kids to stay inside. Bob begins talking to the mob them that this is crazy and they're just being smeared by Hugo for 
for personal reasons, says that Hilo is unstable. And uh, Linda kind of just stands by while Bob gives his speech saying, we know you and you know us. He points to someone, you are the shoe repair guy, which he is not. He is a locksmith. Bob corrects himself, locksmith, I mean the locksmith. And the high key is made by him. The locksmith is unimpressed. So, that was great, right? And the locksmith, hmm, well, fair. But then Mort comes over to Bob's burgers and is standing next to Bob and Linda as the crowd moves. And Bob tells them not to boo Mort. No booing Mort. We know him too. He's one of us, assuring them that Mort has been there forever. And Mort says, ever since I got run out of Bob Harbor, Bob asks why he got ran out of Bob Harbor. And Mort says, well, I got caught selling human flesh. And they all gasp. Then Mort laughs and says, ah, I'm just kidding. And they begin to chuckle along with him. Bob says, hey, the subject of death us all uncomfortable except Mort and what about how we are treating the living um, sometimes we end up treating those bodies as he points to the crematorium better than we treat these bodies as he his hand on his chest. We break each other's hearts. We forget important dates. And we write hurtful things on poster board. The crowd is enthralled and some signs go down. And Bob says, we mistreat the living and no one seems to care. But once the body's dead, that's all well, don't mistreat the dead body and don't eat the dead body. That's the ultimate crime, right? Murder, no big deal, but cannibal, whoa. The crowd is um, losing him a little bit. As they start to wonder if he is defending cannibalism. And he 
he says, no, I'm, I'm just saying. And from the inside, Louise shouts, cannibal. And he says, see, that's a, a knee-jerk re reaction. You're a damn cannibal. Louise shouts again, and they all start shouting, cannibal, as Mort and Bob start backing up towards the door. Folks, please, I'm, I'm trying. No, he shouts as they all scream, cannibal. That's not what I mean. Somebody starts yelling that he's gonna eat them. And a snow globe is dramatically thrown in the air towards the glass as everyone holds their breath to see if the glass breaks. It didn't. And he breathes a sigh of relief. But Jean taps on the glass saying, Dad, Dad. But the glass cracks and Jean stops as he realizes hmm, his comment was no longer relevant. The crowd disperses and now we are seeing the health inspector van outside of Wonder Wharf and Ron is asking Hugo if Bob was right, saying, we can test this meat right here, can't we? Right here in the mobile lab. And, uh, saying we can just liquefy it, add the enzyme, and if it is yellow, salmonella, if it's chartreuse, it's a deuce, and if it's blue, it's your Aunt Sue. And Hugo seems upset. I know, Ron, I know the rhyme. Why wouldn't I know the rhyme? Um, but it doesn't matter, because Bob is obviously guilty. If it's not human flesh, well, it's something, something else. It's dirty hand towels or something. Ron says, stealing your woman. Hugo is obviously upset and hits Ron and tells him to shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. But then Hugo begins to sob as... Ron tries to comfort him. Okay, that's it. That's it. Let it out. And Hugo does. Now we see a leaf falling from the sky outside of Bob's restaurant. As Bob looks at himself in the cracked glass of his restaurant. He's talking to himself, saying, You failed. You fail at everything. You fail at marriage. You fail at family. 
you're fat, you're not attractive and you never were. Just having a chat with himself while the kids look at him through the glass. Bob says, well, you were a little bit, a little bit attractive when you were a teenager, but then you got fat. And Linda, also looking at him through the glass, says, well, what's he saying out there? And he says, well, he's talking to the restaurant mom. And Linda talks to him through the glass. Bobby, stop talking to the restaurant and come inside. But Bob is upset and says, leave me alone. Linda, come inside. Come inside, Bob. Come on. Come on, Bobby. Bob is... Sounds like he's giving up and says, what's the use? Louise says, Dad, this is Louise, your daughter. And she looks at him through the glass. He knows it's Louise. He says, yes, Louise, what is it? She says, well, I'm sorry that I told everyone that you make burgers from human remains and she looks she looks sorry and Bob sighs saying okay Louise thank you and now it's Jean's turn saying dad it's Jean and Bob says yes Jean what is it and Jean says dad holding his hand up next to his ear to try to hear him better, and Bob says, yes. Jean thinks that they have a bad connection, and he's just going to call Dad back. And Bob says, oh my god. And Tina is feeling left out. I want to talk to him too. And Bob says, I can hear you. It's just glass. And Tina, oh, well, now my rash smells like bacon. And it doesn't itch anymore, so I think we're gonna be okay. Bob, okay, Tina, thank you. And now Louise, Dad, is the restaurant gonna close? And Bob sighs because he doesn't know. I don't know Louise. We are almost broke. And the whole town thinks that they are cannibals. And he forgot Linda and his anniversary. Saying, Linda, you'd have been better off with Hugo. Linda does not agree. Nope, it's not true, Bob. Please, it's not. But Bob says, I can't even satisfy I can't even satisfy you with my kisses, so it must be true. But he apologizes to the kids. Jean, no problem. Thanks for the info, Dad. Linda, Bobby, you listen to me. 
I would rather be married to a su suspected cannibal with a dream like you rather than a soft-lipped guy who never had a dream in the first place. And Bob breaks a smile saying you would. Linda, of course, you're a hero to your kids and to me. Now come inside. Come inside, make us some food. We are hungry. So, Bob holds his hand up to the glass. Oh, and, and Linda holds her hand up to his as well. And Bob says, I'm coming in. Jean locks the door. And Bob can't get in now. And Jean laughs as Bob says, open the door. Ha ha, open the door. And Louise laughs along with him. Seriously, open the door. Linda says, kids, let your father in the restaurant, please. And we see Bob still trying to get into the restaurant. If a big black van pulls up, or like a bus maybe, and someone says, still serving human flesh? And Bob says, no, but the kids open the door and say, yes. The woman stepping outside of the bus says, well, you're kind of an adventurous eaters club. And uh, we like to try new things. Can you seat 25 people? And Bob says, well, we might have some more human meat, but it's uh, $50, $50 a burger. And the woman goes ahead and says, well, that's a deal. Bob seems a little surprised. What? But they say, yep, and... The rest of the people come into the restaurant to go ahead and try out this quote-unquote human flesh. And Bob says, come right this way. Come on in. <coughs> and then we see that Ron steps up saying, Hugo wanted me to give you this. And he hands him a paper that says there was no human flesh clearly stated in, but Bob cuts him off. Bob says, shh, as Hugo, or I mean, um, cuts him off as Ron states that he is thankful, thank you, and shushes him and pushes him away. We were able to expedite the test results, finding 100% grade A, B. 
father's shushing Ron, saying that I'm I'm just sorry it got blown out of proportion. And again, shut up, says Pop, as Ron tries to apologize. More people are coming off the bus to eat at the restaurant to try the human flesh. And Bob continues to tell him to shut up. And Ron finally walks away as Bob continues to welcome the rest of the people to the restaurant. He and Linda are now on a Ferris wheel at Wonder Wharf saying, Lynn, I can't believe how much money we just made. And turned out it was a great weekend. And Linda and Bob at the top of the Ferris wheel looking out down at the water in the town, Linda says, Bob, this is gorgeous. And they seem to have stopped. So Bob leans in for a kiss with Linda. Linda seems excited. Bobby, you've been practicing. And Bob says, yeah, well, I went online and I... Uh, Got some tips. They have kissing tips online. Linda was a little confused, but Bob learned a few moves and tells her to check this one out. It is your anniversary gift. Bob and Linda kiss, and Linda says, Oh, Bobby and cheers them on and down on the ground we see Hugo and Ron Hugo is upset ugh, incredible obviously not pleased by hearing Linda and Bob kiss and they get back to kissing and now we see Louise, Tina, and Jean on the, the next car of the Ferris wheel, saying, ah, sick. Tina points out, oh, mom is really handsy. And Jane yells out, a couple sluts. While Tina says, hey, I think it's nice. Louise shouts out down below, hey, get this thing moving. I am getting scarred for life up here as she watches her parents make out. And now we have reached now we have reached the end of the episode. And I hope that this helped you find a little bit of peace and relaxation. Hope it is helping you fall asleep or hopefully you are asleep already. Thank you again for being here with me, and um, I hope you just have a great night's rest. Sleep soundly. And that is the end of the episode.
you for joining me today. I hope you are sleeping soundly and hope to see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on Burger of the Night.